Today on The Breakdown, Stardate 2019, two of the greatest players in the galaxy in a super high roller bowl, by the way, a quarter million dollar buy-in, are about to face off like Luke and Darth, except the other movie franchise and TV show, not Star Wars. Anyways, Jason Kuhn against Daniel DeVoris, they both flop huge. And this is one of those spots where there's three and a half million dollars between the current payout eighth place and first place. So there's crazy money on the line, but it's a super tough table. They're very deep. and There's a lot going on. How are they going to navigate this against each other? We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. You guys don't know how hard that was for Jonathan to get through that opening. I feel triumphant. Yeah. That was like the fourth try, right? Because yeah. I just kept bursting out laughter after just saying Stardate 2019 every time. Yeah. <laughs> I could never get more than two words in. Also, that's not how they do Stardates. They don't just say the year. They also say like the day. <laughs> you leave me alone. How about that? Like, what do you want from me? I, don't, I want perfection. I, I thought I did pretty darn well. I got that. I did more space stuff with I, it Excuse even. me for a second. It's pretty darn well defined as perfection. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Why do we have to? Good, great does not have to be the enemy of good, you know. You're just saying things. Best like doesn't have to be the enemy of better. better I'm just than, trying to be better than yesterday. Well, you're working on it. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. I thought that was a, a damn fine opening. It was. I think your uh, your your opinion on Daniel Devore seems to have flipped. It was yeah. no more than a year ago that he was basically a pile of shit stuck to your shoe, <laughs> according to you. <laughs> you were part of that. You didn't. Uh, not not as much as you. Really? Yeah. What did he do that was so so? It so was bad like an ace king hand against some really yeah, good player. Yeah, with the ace of spades, where like calls the check raise and calls all the way down with ace king high for his life. And it was against super um, high roller. What's his name? Yeah, groundskeeper Willie is what Ali Najad calls him. I forgot his name now. Yeah, he's a really good player. Sure. He uh, never has an expression. Nobody on his face. cares and or knows who you're talking about. They they want to know. I mean, if you knew it, we'd all love to know. But since you don't, it's you're tip just of the, it's tip of the tongue phenomenon. Wasting our time. Well, tip of the tongue, you never get there. You gotta you gotta walk away from it and have it. It'll hit you like a half hour from now. Okay, and then I'll just show. shout out the name and yeah, you're like it was blah, blah, and no one will care then either. But at least you'll feel some. So is relief. that what you believe? You believe Daniel Devoris is one of the best in the world now? I mean, I think he's his results have shown against these kinds of players have shown that he's really got some serious freaking game. I mean, can, I mean, do I want to pretend that's not the case? Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Just guess. But um, but it seems hard. It seems hard to argue with that at this point. And this hand also seems to be a very interestingly played different different hand than I would have expected. He plays this hand very interestingly, but I think on a pretty high level. I think I'm, I'm not, not sure. Yeah, I'm I mean, not actually sure what's going on in this hand because it is. It's intense. Based on results, I'm not sure he optimized value the way he played it. Well, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, which we will get into, Spoiler. of course. I mean, barely. I know. Speaking of spoilers, one of the the one take I got through, I think, that I didn't burst out laughing before we made it to this one, I uh, spoiled the entire hand. <laughs> yes, you, were like, you did. <laughs> you're like, well, why would we, why would I, we have to do better? <laughs> so, so we did better. So it's a super high roller bowl in the Bahamas. They're having so many of these super high roller bowls these days. It's they're, a tour at this point. I feel like they're going to bankrupt all of the high level players or their backers or something. Like, I think there's a lot more money out there than than you or I. I guess, aware but of. like some of these guys are going to have to wash out one way or another. Either the backers are going to get tired or not, because as we know, the same players tend to win over and over again. And 
there's not that much edge in these fields. I guess there's some business people. That's that's the edge. They're not yeah. they're not pl- signing up to these things to play against each other. Really, maybe a few of them are, but mostly they're signing up because you know Paul Fu is in this field and guys like Paul Fu, Richard Young, Rob Young, both those guys are in this field. Sometimes all the Youngs. Really, I mean, really that that alone probably if you get those three guys out of twenty, it's probably barely worth it to play. And if you think you have an edge on some of the other guys, too. Now, I guess obviously, they probably all think they do, and most of them don't. I don't have but. enough inside info to know if it's raked or not. If it's raked, it makes it a bit different. Like, I believe it is not raked, or it hadn't been raked before. And if it's if, raked, it's going to be minuscule compared to the buy-in, right? Course. For a 250K buy-in. They're not going to rake, like, 25K. No way. No, no, no. No, they just rake enough to pay for everything. But because they turn into a whole TV production and stuff, I think that's why it's always been free. Okay. So, so I'm pretty sure there's no rake on this, is where I'm ending. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, it's a bygone era because this occurred in 2019, so all of the plays are different. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's open limping and 5Xing. 12Xing yeah. as a three bet. And they say stuff like, you play that crap <laughs> in the super high roller Classic. ball. And they laugh hysterically like it's funny. Like it's the first time they ever heard Oh, it. my gosh. This guy's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> That's no good. Yeah. There's also a lot of staring at someone, a bet, and then a big, long stare trying yeah. to get some data. Sick. Yeah. Anyway, that does happen sometimes still. Not that often, but yeah. There's it's, less staring than there used to be. Well, yeah, because it used to be the staring was just mimicking the good players who were staring for a reason. Yeah. And, and even most of the good players, I think we're staring. I often stare with more of a hope than with a plan. Like, maybe you'll give something away. And sometimes, sometimes someone does. But I'm not super great at picking up on live tells. So, like, I'm like... I'm like throwing my, you know, my little hook into the ocean and hoping once in a while I get a bite, you know? Well, I, I mean, I feel like every time I'm staring at a player, it's with a purpose. It may not always result in a, a read, but it's not like I'm doing it just because I'm supposed to stare at No, of course. Like, I'm definitely course. looking for something. No, I, I understand. I'm saying, like, I feel like you're probably looking for more things than I am. I feel like Davidi Katai is looking for more things than both of us. Like, when he stares, he, he knows what he's looking for. When he stares, he knows, like, what your social security number is. Yeah. He's like, you're, you're actually wrong. That's not your social security number. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I have it right here. Yeah. You, you want to see it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Daniel DeVores' social security number is? 967. Did, did, we, did we bleep that out? No, it's okay. 967. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> okay. 421-9712. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. That's one of the good ones. Yeah. Everybody likes that one. All right, so yeah, we have eight remaining. They have burst the bubble in the Super High Roller Bowl. Must be a pretty good feeling oh. to burst a 250K bubble. Now the payout is 510K. These guys are all kind of used to it at this point, though, too. Like, sure, but so it, many it feels these. good every time. I yeah, mean, of course. For me, when I used to play a ton of like $80 tournaments, and it would still feel good to, to burst the bubble, even yeah. though I'd done it millions of times, it felt like. You know, sure. It's just like, whatever. It feels good to make the money. Yep, no doubt. Um, so, yeah, we got eight players. Most of them are pretty good. There's that, uh, what is that businesswoman's name who's always playing these things? Kathy Lee? Lee, Laney, Laney. Laney. Yeah, she's there, but I think maybe everybody else is a pro. I think that's right from from remembering. I remember Seth Davies is there. Seth Davies is there, yeah. Jason Kuhn, of course. Daniel DeVorce. There were some other really good players there. Everyone was like, a no- oh, Justin Bonomo's there. Steve O'Dwyer. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. No, she is. She, they're like, she's why we're playing, right? Like, we're going to all pass around the money. But Eric Seidel is there. We get to break up her money and other people like her. Bill remember, Perkins plays these things, right? Remember when Eric Seidel was the all-time money winner? I do. That was cute. I mean, it was early. Yeah. Well, early in the super high roller era, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. When online poker comes back to the U.S., and that's happening any day now. Oh, yeah, bro. it's been happening any day since 2011. Yeah, but when it eventually does, first place in the main event is going to be like $30 million, and you're going to automatically be like 
second in money. I'll take under. And 30. when you win it back to back, you'll be number one until Bryn Kenny wins. Something. I'll take under thirty million. Okay. You how, got it. You got big, it booked. How big would the main event have to be for thirty million? <laughs> Do like thirty-five thousand players. I think more. Something like that. I'm gonna say more. So there's like twelve day ones or something. I mean, it would be a different setup than they have right now. You First know? place in the main event this year might be zero. Yes, that is correct. It might, might be zero. It, it might also be like you know five million, one point five million or something. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. I mean, I predict no matter how, no matter what, this is going to be the low, the least attended main event since 2005. Uh, yeah. Like the Grave Gramer year will be less. The Moneymaker year will be less. Everything before that will be less. Everything since this will be lowest, no matter what happens from here on out. I agree. Yeah, it kind of has to be, right? Yeah. yeah. Feels that way. Don't book your tickets yet. Do not wait. Wait. I'm sorry. Do not. Comma. Wait. wait. (laughs) Not do not wait. Or do not wait to not book your tickets. Also, if you're flying pretty much anywhere, I would wait a little bit and book a little bit later. I think prices are already going down. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Big time. You can go to Hawaii right now really cheap. If you happen to be like, so we're living in the Pacific Northwest. And right now, this is one of the outbreaks of the coronavirus. It's like in the Seattle area. And it's sort of working its way down (laughs) here. Um it's really cheap to go to Hawaii. They're like, go spread it everywhere because they're all desperate for money, you know? Yeah. So they're like trying to get people on. Yeah. I'm, I'm flying a couple places pretty soon. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm supposed to go to Tennessee at the end of the month. We'll see if that's still have to happens. buy some tickets, but it's good that I haven't bought them yet. Now I'm like, if I bought them a month ago, what an idiot I would be. What an idiot. Yeah. That would make you. Now, I'm now gonna, you're smart. I'm basically going to get paid to go yep. to North Carolina. Very exciting. But let's continue. All right. So who, a- who suggested this? H. The letter H. And the number seven. You know, you, you know, we've made it when a letter of the alphabet is suggested. I mean, his. that's iconic. Yeah. Right. There's only 26 of those things. That's pretty There's good. There's more letters of the alphabet than there are chromosomes, though. So I'd rather have it be a known chromosome. chromosomes. Ooh. And they're actually pairs, right? So there's actually 46 chromosomes, but there's duplicates. So I don't know. I guess there's 23. If a chromosome recommended a hand, I would freak. <laughs> I'm just why, telling why you. aren't you forgetting about the letter of the alphabet? I mean, I'm happy. Do I not look happy? H for happy. Yeah. H for Holla, y'all. Yep. I'm anyway, happy. H suggested this on Twitter. Okay, good job, H. We are the poker guys on Twitter at the number two poker guys. That is where you su- should suggest hands. They included a YouTube link and a timestamp. That's how you do it. We would love to hear have more suggestions from you guys. Yeah, be good. We uh, we used to get them constantly. We think with the coronavirus news, all the political stuff happening, etc., etc. There's our a book, lot going people on. People are tweeting about our book. Our a lot. book. There's just a lot going on out there, and we understand that. But uh, you know, don't don't. Be derelict in your duties. Yeah. Like, get on the freaking train and punch in. Spend 10 hours a day watching poker videos. Max Sawyer. Brian with a Y. Ben Page. Ben freaking Page. Get him in my office right now. (laughs) Anyway. I guess it's the the waning months of summer in Australia, so he's trying to soak in the sun. Watch a slightly less amount of poker videos. Watch a slightly less amount of poker videos. I've been watching a lot of poker videos lately, I'll tell you what. Well, maybe you should suggest a hand. I thought about it, but they're all so bad. (laughs) Almost all the hands are terrible. Okay. Anyway. Let's get to one that's not terrible. Okay. All right. So there's three and a half million to play for. They've locked up 510K. The blinds are 15K, 25K with a 25K big blind. Annie Daniel DeVoris is under the gun with 1.9 million chips in his stack. So, like 75-ish blinds. 76. That's pretty good. Yeah. He opens Queen 10 of Diamonds. They are eight-handed. So, Queen 10 of Diamonds is a little loosey-goosey under the gun, but eight-handed makes it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Jason Kuhn, known for being from West Virginia and uh, red-headed and good at poker, 
is plus one. He's got 2.8 million, so he's over 100 bigs. Feeling strong, feeling hearty. Yeah. He's got two eights, eight of spades, eight of hearts. What are you thinking about right now, Lovey? I feel like your mind is somewhere else. It's definitely not 76 blinds. Oh. I was just wrong about that. There's no way it's 76. So that's right. what I was thinking about. That's all. Okay. Slightly off. That's, that's fine. It's more like 80. Let's just not worry about it. Okay. Yeah. So Jason Kuhn has over 100. We know this for sure. With 2.8 million. Yes. That math is, has been done by the profits well, of our time. Well over 100. I would even go so far as to I say. mean, don't get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like 112. All right. He calls plus one with eight of spades, eight of hearts. Okay. Nobody else calls, Jonathan. Yeah. Everybody's like, ah. Crap in the big blind because the big blind is going to call a lot there. Well, or the flaming Hot Cheetos just got there and it's time to chow down. I mean... Those things have flavor. They're good. Yeah. Pot's 185K. Yes. Yes, it is. Flop is ace of diamonds, mm-hmm. eight of diamonds, Uh-oh. jack of clubs. It's a slobber knocker of a flop, Grant. That is what one of the commentators does say. It's weird, but he kind of pulls it off when he says it. I'll give him credit. So this is just a cooler in I mean, progress. I would say, okay, well, someone's going to win, someone's going to lose, and that's it, right? If Divorce doesn't get there, he's out, and uh, or Kuhn's not going to get there, and he's going to be chopped down, and uh, let's move on. And you would think there's nothing interesting about this hand. Anyway, Kuhn that's, flops bottom set. Yes. Divorce flops a double gutter and the second that flush draw. Just the sickest. I mean, really, that's crazy. Here's the first interesting decision. Yes. Daniel Divorce checks. It would not occur to me to check Queen Ten of Diamonds on this hand when we opened under the gun. That's correct. Me either. Okay, what are the reasons you wouldn't check? Well, first of all, this board is good for us. Yep, we got ace-king, we got ace-ace, we got jack-jack. Yep, we have 8-8, eight, eight, by yeah. the way. We, have, we might have ace-eight suited, Yeah, maybe. Um, this board is better for us than it is for Kuhn, I would argue. Yeah, because Kuhn's got a lot more like medium pair type three stuff. Three bet more hands that have smacked this flop. Yeah, actually, I'm not totally sure if that's true because he's plus one. He might be flatting his entire range that he's continuing. But we don't know that. Yeah. Um, if he's not, then yes, then he's got three bets in him as well. Um, this feels like it's better for our range, though, pretty clearly, right? Yeah. Um, so that's a reason to bet. Also, we did flop huge equity against Kuhn's range. And we have no showdown value. Well, we have a tiny bit of showdown okay, value. Okay, we, have, we, effectively, don't have, we don't have showdown value that we can realize. Yes, that's correct. And this hand plays really well as, as like, bet, go ahead and raise me. I'll blow you off your hand. Sounds great. Or we'll just get it in and, you know, I'll have... Half the time I get there. 40% or more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. usually a lot more than 40%, right? Yeah. Usually more like 50, um, depending on what Kuhn would have. Although, the, I guess Kuhn's get-it-in range, yeah, maybe it's not, I mean. not super great. Like, we're going to be 40% against Kuhn's actual hand. Um, against Ace-Jack, we're a little better, but not way better, you know? So, and then it's hard to think, what else can Kuhn really get it in with that isn't Ace-Jack? I guess it could be 9-7 of diamonds. Yeah, but we could also bet call, by the way, if we don't feel like getting it in right now. We could bet call, Absolutely. We could also check to check raise. We could also just bet to uh, get him to fold. You yeah, know? That's but, fine if he folds. Right. The fold equity is great because, as you said, we don't have actual showdown value that we can realize. Yeah. Almost, almost certainly. So it shocks me that he, he checks. I'm really surprised, too. It wouldn't occur, as you said, it wouldn't occur to me either to check this. I'd be like, oh, baby. I would, all I would see was cupcakes, and I would need to eat them. Because what are we worried about here? Like This is, this is a, a cautionary check, maybe, it feels like. So what are, based on Jason Kuhn's plus one calling range... He has some ace-king, but he three-bets that a lot, probably. I would assume so. He's got some ace-queen, probably a lot of ace-queen. Yep. He's, I don't think he has any ace-jack except for suited. Yeah. 
and maybe as Ace Ten suited. I would give him Ace Ten suited. They're deep enough. He's got some eight eight and some Jack Jack for sure. But that's about it, right? Like he doesn't have a ton of other things that can call. Right, but he does have hands like two tens and two nines that might fold now or later. Yeah. That if we check here and don't put in, don't do aggressive actions on this flop. And spoiler, we're not going to do aggressive actions on this flop as Dan Devoris. Um, could realize their equity and just beat us. Or king, queen of spades, hands like that. Yeah, right. Where he actually might, I mean, he may feel obligated to like start betting if we check and be bluffing. And we, if we just call and we don't put in aggressive actions down the road, he could win with king high, which would yeah. just be a disaster. Yeah. Feels like. And he could have like sixes. Right. Like I, yeah. Sevens, hands that are going to fold. I just don't know why we wouldn't bet. I agree. But Dan Divorce doesn't bet. And he, I'll say this, the guy who's doing the commentary kind of says he doesn't think divorce is necessarily going to bet this, which is weird. Well, I don't understand that. Yeah, neither. It's one of those, I have no fear hands. Right. I'm like so excited. And, and while they have like around 80 blinds effective, that's a perfectly fine amount to get in with this hand. Yeah. Like we don't have to hide away. And I understand there's three and a half million between eighth and first, but maybe that's a reason to go with this hand right now. Right. Because it's not like there's a ton of money between eighth and seventh. Right. I mean, fifth place is finally where the money starts to jump a little bit and you get to a million dollars. So that's 500K more. That's also only two buy-ins. Like, cool, $4 million for first. We're supposed to be playing for first right now. And this is an opportunity to, like, either, you know, take our fold equity and win the pot and not sort of either, you know, like, lose to a bluff catcher, which we shouldn't be losing to because it goes check-check on the river or something weird like that. Um, or, uh, or just, like, play a really big pot and win enough of the time that it's fine. It's really strange to me. We both like a bet. But Divorce doesn't. Divorce likes a check. Well, the solver also likes a bet. Yeah. The solver wants Divorce to bet 89% of the time. Yeah. Which does not surprise me at all. Right. I will say this. The solver does not think there's any EV difference between betting and checking, which is surprising to me too. It is. Maybe it thinks there's a check raise coming though a lot. Maybe. Also, for the sake of balance, though, which is why the solver wants to bet 89% of the time, it makes tons of sense to me to bet this hand because we're going to have a lot of aces in our range, and this is a board that we're going to want to bet a lot, and why don't we have a hand that we can withstand some pressure with that's not an ace? Like That's nice to have in the balanced range. Right. And I will say that Kuhn probably has a lot of calls on this flop if we bet. He's going to have a lot of calls. I don't think he has a lot of calls. We just kind of went through that. Like Ace-queen, sure, makes sense. Yeah. Ace-king, going to three-bet a lot. Jack, right. Jack, Jack, eight, eight. I mean, sometimes those are three bets, especially Jack, Jack. Uh-huh. Ace, 10 suited. Yeah. Three combos. I don't know that he's... Two combos, auto, actually. I don't, I don't think he's auto-folding two tens on this flop. I think he's going to call once and see what happens. I think he's auto-folding two tens. Under the gun in plus one? I think you're wrong. I think... I mean, it depends on what he thinks of Divorce's opening range. But if Divorce is opening all pocket pairs, we thought he was, he's going to see bet on this board a lot um, with all those things. I think he's absolutely calling with two tens once. Uh, okay, but I mean, like, we can have a multi-street plan. Isn't that better? We're talking about divorce. How yeah. many Absolutely. But I'm saying, like, you're, I don't think you were auto-folding out everyone on right away. Okay, but you'll give him folds with sevens, right? Yeah, I think sevens and lower he's going to fold. Okay. Eight, nine suited, you think he's going to call? I guess you do. It, it depends on, uh, probably, and it also depends if he has, like, what, what the suit is. If he has eight, nine of clubs, he's always calling, right? Yeah. Um, if he, because that's a backdoor club draw. Compared to most boards in most heads-up situations, I would argue that Kuhn has fewer calls than average. Huh. I don't know if I really agree with that because he's plus one. I mean, his plus one range is... It's all the pocket pairs, but besides that, it's pretty strong on this board. Like, it, it connects with this board pretty well. Like, if he's got king-queen suited, 
he's going to call. You think he's going to call with King Queen of Spades? Yes. He's going to have a, a gutter to the nuts, and he's got position, and he's going to have a lot of give-ups on divorce on Maybe. The I think he's calling once, because it's not going to be that expensive either. Right? A divorce is going to bet, you know, if your theory three is, blinds. If your theory is correct, divorce should absolutely just be betting with the intention of never stopping betting. Right. That's, and that's what I would be doing. Yeah. For sure. Maybe I'm wrong about what Kuhn's doing with all this stuff, but I feel like that's what most... I, when I watch and, you know, good players play, this is what they're doing. Like that's, they're Those are just, just the hands folding. you will remember. Like, no, I mean, uh, like, everyone's trying to get their frequencies pretty correct these days, especially when good players are playing good players. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If, can you, if this is easy on the solver. Uh, okay, let's find out. Can you go back to the flop, get divorced betting, and see if Jason Kuhn is supposed ah, to call with King, Queen, of I Spades? can do that. I'm there right now. Hold on. It's going to take one second. With King, Queen of Spades? Yeah. King Queen Spades is supposed to call 99.7% of the time when divorce bets. Wow. We make sure that... Hold on. Hold on. I might be wrong about that. Sorry. I think I, I did that wrong. Let me try, no, I did that wrong. Let me try one more time. Okay. Here we go. King Queen Spades is supposed to call... Oh, well, King Queen Spades is supposed to fold less than 1% of the time, but it's supposed to raise. It's supposed <laughs> it, to raise. It wants him to raise his, his gutters here. But... Never fold. Like, well, okay. I mean, obviously fold if you get re-raised, but it wants Kuhn to, wants, it doesn't want Kuhn to throw it away. It wants Kuhn to be aggressive. Okay. Which is surprising to me, I got to yeah. tell you. Really, really surprising. Um, but yeah, all the king-queen, all king-queen suitors are raising here. And when they're not raising, they're calling. They're never folding. All right. So, I mean, I just think like these days, you can't just go folding. Like if you're, if you're folding all these hands, you're just going to be folding too much. And people are printing money against you by c-betting, and the good players just aren't allowing that anymore when they're in position and they have reasonable ranges. And like this does hit Kuhn's range reasonably too. Kuhn has a hand if he can make the nuts with like queen ten or king queen or something like that. He's gonna call, and sometimes he's gonna get there. Not that often. Sometimes he's gonna make a pair that's good. Sometimes he's gonna float and win by bluffing later. You know, I just think that's like pretty normal these days when they're when they're this deep, perhaps specifically. But it, if it were different players, you might think differently, right? Like, if you were playing against Darwin Moon in the main event, yes. you would probably just fold King Queen of Spades if he bet. Yes. Uh, well, it depends on how big he bet. If he yeah. bet small, actually, I would be excited to call because if I can make the sure. nuts against him, he's, he's the kind of guy who really might pay me but off. But if he bet, like, pot. Oh, yeah, i just throw it away. Yeah. Right, but, like, Dan DeVorce is never going to bet pot, Yeah. Right? He's going to bet, like, 40% of the pot or something. Either way, yeah. DeVorce checks. Yes, he does. Which is shocking. Kuhn, of course... Is wanted the solver wants Kuhn to bet. He wants him to bet almost hundred percent of the time. Yeah, because he has a sense. set of eights. It's a wet ass board. There's not much to say. He does bet. He decides to go big, which is interesting. He bets 150k into 185. Makes sense to me. Yeah, he's trying to charge the draws the maximum, and divorce can't just go check folding a lot of his showdownable hands here. So it's good to get a lot of action that way. Right, like because if Kuhn has two sevens and is checked, he might just start taking shots right, right. now to fold out two tens and two nines and stuff or like Jack that. Jack 10 suited, hands right. like that. Sure. Yeah. Queen Jack suited, whatever. Like he's like, okay, it's a multi-street plan, but I'm Jason Kuhn. It's fine. We're deep. I can put a lot of pressure on these hands. So as divorce, your plan, Jonathan, would be to check raise, right? If, if I check this? Yeah. yeah. It would not occur to me not to check raise. And you would be repping ace-jack plus, basically? Yeah, sure. Which you can have. Jack-jack, ace-jack, ace-ace. Yeah. It's a wet enough board that I really might check raise those hands, you know, if I'm yeah. going to check them. I, I mean, would, I, think I wouldn't check call, usually. I think it's pretty easy to create a balanced check raising strategy on this board where you have a ton of combo draws in your end. You check raise all of those, and you 
check raise, like uh, ace jack suited plus. I mean, there aren't that many combo draws, really, right? There's nine seven of diamonds. There's ten nine of diamonds. There's queen nine of diamonds. There's queen ten of diamonds. King jack of diamonds, I guess, counts. Because that's a pair and a flush draw. Are we counting that? I guess you could do that. Sure. I don't know why you would, though. That's the one you wouldn't because you have showdown value. That's the one. That's the one you're least. I mean, that's to. not. It's not so unbalanced if you're only check raising ace jack suited ace ace jack jack and eight eight also for but, the value side. But think about like how many more value combos there are. Like I named probably six combos. There's probably a few more king ten of diamonds, king queen of diamonds. Um, but that's like what seven bluffs and what if the sets alone are. There's nine combos of sets, let alone ace jack suited. That's only two more. So that's yeah. what. So it's eleven combos. To eight. You can also have ace eight suited. I sure. guess. Um, then so that's three more. Okay. So you're two to one with uh, value to bluffs. You sort of want to be the opposite if you're if you're trying to do GTO, which sure. I'm not saying necessarily that's what we'd always want to be doing here. But you can just but, add some random bluffs in there. Yes, you can. You can also add nine ten suited that isn't dime, that yeah. isn't a combo draw. You're totally right. Or or even worse hands like bad gutters. You right. Know? So I think it's pretty easy to create a balanced check raising strategy here. Okay, that's fair. I agree. Divorce does not check raise. Right. He just calls. Yeah. So I think that's weird. It is weird. Let's let's enumerate the practical problems with this. The most obvious one to me is it's going to be really obvious to our opponent if we improve or they're maybe not. They might not know that we have that hand, but that's one of the things they're going to be looking for, right? Like any any diamond for sure is going to be scary. I mean, it isn't. It isn't. You would think usually divorce would bet his diamond draws on the flop, wouldn't you? Or but if he's going to take a check call line, which is weird, you'd think he'd bet pretty much most things except for a jack. You know, or like right. kings or queens. Right, but I wouldn't expect him to be check calling diamonds. If you were worried about anything coming in as Jason Kuhn, diamonds would be the top of the list. That's fair. That's right. A jack is actually, if I, oh no, if we'll just, because fine. we're Jason Kuhn, of course. Well, yeah, because we're not afraid of really anything else, right? I mean, so yeah, so diamonds have to be the top of the list. Like yeah. we have a set, you know, like right. what else is there to be afraid of? But right. even if Jason Kuhn didn't have a set, he had something strong. Right. Like, diamonds would still be the top of the list of things he was looking out for. I, I don't know. know. If we had ace-queen, I would be just as afraid of a jack as diamonds, I think, when divorce check calls. Or maybe. I feel like he's got... He just is... Usually, they're going to bet their flush draws. Usually. Let's, maybe I'm framing this wrong. Okay. What I'm saying is it's going to be hard to get paid if we get there. Agreed. It's going to be hard to get paid. Because part of it is that, like, even if we, if we get there and we were to check... If we get there and we bet, it's scary. If we get there and we check the other player, unless they have a hand as strong as Coons anyway, might be thinking, like, they have ace-queen. How do I get paid here? Like, you're going to fold because it's going to look like I made my flush. So it's really hard to get paid. Yeah. So that, and I agree with you there for sure. So it's hard to get paid. Problem number two is if we don't lead the turn, we can get blown off the hand for the right price, you would think. Yeah. I mean, we can always just raise the turn yeah. if we want because we're deep enough that we can, in theory, we can... But we'd be committing ourselves pretty intensely, I think, to the pot. But yeah, that's okay. That's, with only one card to come, though. I know. I, that's why you want to raise right now. Isn't that why you want to raise right now? Also, where we can get it in and, like, no matter... Like, if Kuna has the worst-case scenario, which is this, he's got a set. That's the absolute... Yeah. I guess the worst-case scenario is King-Jack of Diamonds, actually. That's yeah, worst. that's worse. But fine. That's one combo. Um, but let's say, beyond that, Kuhn has a set of eights or a set of jacks or something like that. We're still 40%. It's not that bad. And that's the very worst-case scenario, where... When we pick up the fold equity of all the other stuff that Kuhn's just going to immediately throw away, it's got to be worth it to check raise yeah, from a think. chip point of view. Maybe. Yeah. And we don't know what the stack sizes are for the other six players at the table. Right. So it's possible there are some short stacks here. But are we really playing sort of like we were saying before to move up a quarter of a million dollars? Or are we playing to try and win three and a half million more? Right. And it's even less than a quarter of a million between eighth and seventh. You're right. It's, it's like, like 100K a, or something. You're right. So 
this is very odd to me. It is, but Dvoris just calls, and the solver loves it, by the way. Right. Wants him to call 99% of the time, doesn't want him to raise. Solver's like, well, now that we've chosen this path, we're continuing on this damn path, which seems weird to me, but okay. And the path that everybody should continue on is the righteous path toward nitrogen sports. It is a long path. But it is a happy path. It's also an easy path. It's not like a long, hard path. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, like, a, it's, a, it's like super easy. Long in a good way, not long in a bad way. It's like the Green Mile long, not the Irishman long. I mean, okay. <laughs> what? You didn't like the Green Mile? Uh, first of all, the Irishman is good. We've talked about this on this podcast <laughs> yeah. already. Why are you disparaging the Irishman? Because, you know, it's too long. Of course it's too long. Uh, okay. The Green Mile is not too long. Okay. Anyway, point being. Yeah, please. It's short and easy to sign up for nitrogen using the link in the description of this podcast. And once you do, in order to sign up, all you need to do is give them a username and a password. No other bullshit. It's really easy. Yeah. It's a short, easy path. It's probably I shouldn't have said it was a long road <laughs> when I said it was long. Short, easy path. path. And yeah. once you complete that short, easy path, you have access to our exclusive Poker Guys tournament. Happens the last Sunday of every month. It is a 0.1 millibit buy-in. Buy it is a 100 millibit guarantee. Yep. Meaning that there is a 1,000 buy-in guarantee. We never get really more than 100 players. So it's great value. It's sick value, y'all. The sickest. And there's also online <laughs> casino games. There's sports betting. It's some, the greatest, people. Sometimes I get really tired of being the only adult <laughs> in the room. <laughs> I was laughing because at one point you, spoke, you were speaking. I just brought the microphone to my mouth and said, yep. And then moved it away as if I had done something helpful. And then I started laughing to myself, and that's why I cracked up laughing just now. Because Excellent. to me, it's very funny. Well, if you want to have funny times and have fun, get on Nitrogen. Yeah. Use the link. Please use the link. Get you some poker. Yeah, start date 2019. It's actually 2020 now. Right, but I'm talking about start date. Oh, <laughs> going back to the hand. 2019. I see what you're doing. Is that what you're doing? October 9th. Are you going back to the hand? 3.47 p.m. It seems like you're just saying words. Check the date on that thing. No. Okay. All right. So we have the ace of diamonds, eight of diamonds, jack of clubs flop. We have Jason Kuhn with two eights having bet. Daniel Divorce having check called with queen ten of diamonds. Jason Kuhn, of course, has a set. The turn is the three of clubs. Brickety brick brick. Yeah, that is uh, as Nobody, safe as it gets. Maybe Jason Kuhn has pocket threes once in a while. Yeah. But other than that, that three never hits anybody, right? It's hard to argue. So it doesn't change anything. Can Dvoris just lead right now? Should he lead? Is that something you should consider? Okay, he absolutely can lead. Um, it's a weird-ass story. Yep. But he did just check call. He can have some hands. He doesn't really have a... I mean, I guess he can have a little bit of ace-3 suited, but I wouldn't think too much of it. The, the reason why I think he can lead is because if he were to get raised, because sometimes the lead's going to get attacked, um, he can just go with the hand anyway. He can three-bet all in, and it's pretty powerful. Yeah, but like when strong. you don't fold out your opponent, you only have one card to come, and it's kind of crappy. Sure. Like, you're going to have to be successful folding out your opponent a lot, and I assume I assume Kuhn's not folding eights here. I assume? No, I don't think so. I mean, if Kuhn sits back and thinks about and think about it, he knows he's not up against ace-king for value, right? No. Nope. It's like he prays he's up against ace-jack. Yep. Or, or combo draw. Right, or combo draw, right. But I'm saying in terms of the value hands, yeah, Ace Jack, and you're like, does he ever actually three bet all in with I, Ace Jack? I, I agree, it's not an ideal spot, but I don't think you can go I folding think, a set. I think he ends up calling with the set, but I'm saying like it's not, it's hard. Yeah, it's really rough, and I'm not a hundred percent sure that like like even with this hand, it's it's rough. Let alone if you've got Ace Jack, which is a notch one notch down, and 
okay, probably you're calling with that too, but it sucks. Yeah. I'm just saying. So you can lead, like if you lead, you do have some options that are not, like a lot of times people lead and they're just super weak. But this is like, we can still go with this hand and get, you know, win back that fold equity that we gave away on the floor. We can also have fold equity without him raising. He can just fold. Like, Kuhn could have two fours. And exactly. And he's just, like, all right, all right. You, you check call. I guess you have ace queen. And now that you saw a card come off that's safe. Or you have jack jack or ace ace and you're right. planning on leading all non-diamond turns. Yeah. Right. It's a, weird, it's a weird line to take with, with a strong hand. For it sure. is. It is. But, I mean, I, I feel like as, as a good player, you have to explore all lines. I agree. So. I mean, I love the idea of leading when someone doesn't expect it. Sure. I think that's really cool and weird. Mostly players do it and they don't have it. Right. And so you got to have to have it sometimes too. And then you're afraid when you have it that you're going to scare the player away, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but I think it would be pretty neat to lead here and I would not be opposed to it. Well, he doesn't. He checks. Right. And th- this is like a fundamental problem for me, the way divorce is playing this hand. He's now opening himself up to be at least mathematically priced out of the hand with such a strong hand. I mean, if Kuhn bets pot, we're barely mathematically priced out. And that's assuming we get no more chips no matter what. And, like, we're going to make some straights where we might get some chips, right? That's true. I'm just saying we're opening up the possibility. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Kuhn has to bet more than pot, though. Also, right? the flow of the hand is kind of fucked for us. Like, yeah, if we check call and then a diamond comes, how are we going to proceed? I agree. Even if a, if a king comes, how are we just going to suddenly bet out? Um, or a nine. Yeah. Forgetting about the diamond, which are safer cards. Maybe we can check hoping that uh, Kuhn's going to be less afraid of those cards. And has a strong hand. And has a strong yeah. enough hand to bet with or is bluffing like, you know, his shoes off there and hopes we have Queen. It just feels like overall, maybe this is okay, but Dvoris is not playing this hand to maximize his value. He's playing it to mitigate variance. It feels like that. Yeah. Which I guess is fine to do sometimes just feels like this is the wrong hand to be doing it with. This yeah. is the hand that screams, you know, let's have some variance, baby. Yeah, basically. Yeah, let's do the variance dance. It's a good dance. Everybody, it's, do the variance dance. Don't look it up online because you will not be able to stop watching it. <laughs> it's at lemonparty.org. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> Man, it feels like 15 years ago when you say that. Yeah, I know. One of the original internet troll sites. It was like the first true troll that I was aware of anyway. Yeah. Like Rick Rowling was like, got nothing on Lemon Party. Don't go see it if you don't know no, what it is. Stay you, away. It's you, not worth it. If you have children in the house or a weak, a weak constitution or it's not worth it, conservative proclivities, it's not you shouldn't you shouldn't even go. if you're liberal as whatever in terms of your sexuality, don't <laughs> no, do it. No, it's I, not yeah, gonna. It's, it's not. It's not pleasant. It's never good. It's not pleasant. All right. Anyway, somehow we got to talking about lemon party. <laughs> All right. So divorce checks. Right. Which it's tough to do anything else now the way that hand is played out on the flop. I mean, we said that, but we just made this whole case for like, it's, it is possible to lead and I, you t- really are allowed to. I totally agree. But I, I feel like if I were vaulted into a seat, I would right. feel like checking, like I, I feel this overwhelming weight of like, I should check. But if I was checking, I'd probably be often checking to check raise. I, of course I would have been doing that on the flop too. Like it just seems this whole notion. How do this, you know he's not going to check raise? I don't, I'm saying this is what I would be doing. Okay. Um, you didn't check raise the flop, though, so that makes it less likely yeah. he's going to check raise. Also, I may know what happens the whole time. Yeah, hand. I know, and I feel like you've been spoiling it Well, the whole you time. just spoiled it because sometimes I throw off. Do you off. think the audience is too Sometimes I do. Sometimes I had to say it. something because you did the same thing on the flop where I you're did. talking about if you were to do this, he's got to be check raising as yeah. if you know that he's not doing but it. But sometimes you should it. maybe give the audience a little bit more credit. Dude, l- let me say this because you mm. keep cutting me off. 
I often in the past on this podcast have said something done like a fake spoiler and it turns out they do do it. But now you ruin it by calling me out on it in front of everyone. Unless it's a double reverse. Well, of course that could be part of it too. <laughs> now they don't know, obviously. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> they have the worst checks. Right. Feels kind of crazy for Jason Kuhn to do anything but continue betting. Yeah. As you said, getting check raised is slightly uncomfortable, but so be it. We have part of our range that we just... That's just how it goes. You know, we're going with it. Yeah, I think so. So he bets. Yeah, I mean, you just got to, right? The solver, by the way, likes both of these decisions. Mm-hmm. And Kuhn, Kuhn bets big. Yeah. Bets 400,000 in, into the uh, pot of 485. It's a super wet board. And he's like, he's saying, if you have like ace queen, you're going to feel obligated to call. And if you've got a big draw, I'm going to charge you to get there. And, and Kuhn, of course, knows he's not folding if he gets check raised, I think. Yeah, I think. All right, so as divorce, you want a check raise. Is that correct? I think so. Uh, what's, I think we can actually move in pretty comfortably here, can't we? Or effectively move in? It would be effectively moving in no matter what the raise was, yeah. Yeah, because we started with 1.9 million and he bet 400K and there's already money in the pot. Yeah, I want to raise. I don't want to just flat call out of position with this hand and never get, how are we going to get value? Yeah. Or worse than that, we're get, we we can a hand that absolutely might fold right now might win the pot. Right, Jason Kuhn might be like, "Well, I took a shot at the flop with two nines and it didn't work out. And now I got to take another shot on the turn." Right, and you just check call. Then you, on the river, he's like, "Okay, I give up. Check, check. Right. Oh, nines or are I don't good. give up, or I don't give up. Either way, we lose in a hand, yeah. a hand that would have folded. Where Kuhn's like, "Just fold your damn queens, man. Just fold your damn queens. What do I got to do to get you to fold your damn queens? You know?" And right. Like, it's possible he's bluffing sometimes here when he bets 400K, or effectively bluffing. Yeah, definitely. But a hand that we're losing to, and it, what a disaster. So I, I, don't, I wouldn't have played it this way, but as played, I absolutely want to move in. you got to take chances to win poker tournaments. And as you said, it does look super strong when you take that line as divorce. You're going to have a decent amount of fold equity. Yeah, and if we are called, we still get there like a third of the time. It's not so bad. Yeah. Even in the, the worst-case scenarios, I guess except for King Jack of Diamonds, which, by the way, we might even fold out because yeah, it has King to Jack call. Yeah, King Jack of Diamonds, if it really does our range, it probably can't call. I like, mean, how incredible would that be? Yeah. We fold out the one hand that has us in jail, or more or less in jail, and uh, get to be up against a lot of hands that we have reasonable equity. I mean, we're moving in for, what, 1.6 million over 400K, something like that? So, yeah, I don't think you can profitably call no. against a competent player's range you with can't. King Jack of Diamonds you there. You can't, unless Kuhn's just like, let's gamble, but yeah. that doesn't seem to be Kuhn's MO. No. So, um, yeah, I, th- I like a move in for sure compared to a call. That makes sense. Yeah. I like it too. Spoiler alert, so he, he doesn't check race. No, he, he calls. Yeah, we gave that one away. Yeah. We did that together. That was collaborative. Yeah, we did it because we hate you, <laughs> audience. <laughs> anyway. Sorry about that, The guys. solver loves the call, by the way. Yeah. Wants divorce to call 99.7% of the time. Solvers, as you said when we were putting this all together with the solver, you're like, the solver just loves to play in flow. Solver's yeah. super interested in playing in flow. It seems to be. But it can still check raise. It's playing in flow and then it check raises, but it doesn't want to do that either. The, I don't get can it. You, can you look if the solver has any check raises here? I like, am what, what hands the solver wants to check raise as played? Uh, yes. It wants to check raise strong value like ace jack suited. It wants to check raise some ace 10. What? Yep. Why? Because the board's super wet. I guess you're trying to blow Jason, not ace 10 of diamonds, ace 10 suited with the other ones. So you're trying to. Ace um, 10 of diamonds is not possible. That's why. Oh, yeah, that's a good reason to. By the way, it's the four of clubs on the turn, right? Three of clubs. Three of clubs. You know, I gave it, I put it in the wrong card. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to do it now because it's fine. Here we are. Um, so 
So actually, no, now that it's the three of clubs, it doesn't want you to check raise at all with ace 10. In fact, there's almost no raises of any kind. Okay, raise combos, one tenth of a combo. So okay, for all the combos that get here this way, one tenth of a Whenever you take a check call line on the flop on this board in these positions, the solver wants to basically never check raise. Yeah, and to give you a sense of it, that's uh, one fifth of one percent of the combos that get here. So all the rest of them are colorful. Uh, 61% are a call, and the other 38.5% are fold. So basically, it's like, yeah, you just can't ever race. Why do you think that is? Fuck if I know, Grant. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's really weird. Yeah. It's assuming that, that uh, Kuhn has a really strong range, I guess, when he but bets again. But it can't because we've put in Kuhn's range, and we're... I mean, It's it, going to be balanced. Yeah, it's, it's the gonna solver. Have to, it's going to have to be balanced. This is a hand that loves having fold equity. There's something off here. It seems really weird. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what's up. Anyway, Divorce does call, and he probably yeah. studies solvers. So Yeah, know. I'm sure he does. Because you think that guy's the best in the world, basically. He's pretty good. Divorce so. calls, and now he's in this shitty spot. You know, it feels like a shitty spot whether or not you get there. Of course, you prefer to get there, but getting there, you're like, okay, how do, what's my plan if I get there? How do I get paid? Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the problem. He's going to ask, have to ask himself that because with 1.285 million in the pot, the river's the five of diamonds. But before we talk about that, how about a little bit of book talk? Book time. Oprah's book club has not yet mentioned our book, but I assume it's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's called How Can He Fold? Incredible Poker Hands Broken Down Decision by Decision. You can get it at thepokerguys.net. There is an ebook copy there that you can buy. You can also go to Amazon via a link from there to buy our paperback. It's a super fun book, Jonathan. It is a wonderful book, Grant, and we're really happy to be sharing it with everyone. Um, I think I've already read this, uh, this one thing about uh, the book, so I'm not going to read this review again. I did the This Book Saved My Marriage review, right? I don't think you did, well, but I'm, that's like a super long one. Oh, God, it's so long. It's, like, it's, oh. like, it's a book in its own It right. is incredible that someone did this. Someone, yeah, they tweeted us about this too. Anyway, we have a lot. We have 35 reviews on here and 33 of them are five stars. One of them is four stars and one of them is one star. Even that guy says it's worth, the book's worth like 10 or 15 bucks, just not the the actual price of the book. Um, Meaning everyone loves this book except for that one sourpuss. Yeah, that guy can shove it. And you know, this book is legit, Grant. This is 37 tournament hands broken down decision by decision, text conversation of you and me going back and forth. It's basically made for people who like this podcast. Like if you like this podcast, this book is so in your freaking wheelhouse. Like you're going to love it. It's actually a good study partner to the podcast. I yeah. feel like if you enjoy this podcast as a way to kind of have fun, but also learn about poker, the book's going to do the same thing for you, but it's also going to kind of give you a backbone to listen to the podcast. If you sometimes feel like you don't get what we're talking about in the podcast, even a little bit at some of the higher level points, the book can bridge that gap for you. You can get there because we, we have a lot of explanation in there about what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We have a glossary where we, we think we do a really good job defining a lot of these higher level poker terms. Yep. We have a combinatoric section where we talk about how combos work. It's a good book. You should get it. It's a good book and it bridges the gap between technical poker books and anecdotal poker books. So the boring technical books that are, no one ever gets to and are super dense and the anecdotal poker books that are fun to read but have no actual value and things you can put into practice, this is something in between. It's got technical stuff. It's fun to read. It's got lots of stories, but it's, it includes key takeaways that you can absolutely add to your game. And that's the idea. Yep. So get it at thepokerguys.net. Please do. All right. So we've got Daniel DeVoris versus Jason Kuhn. Yeah. Flop, ace of diamonds, eight of diamonds, jack of clubs. Check call of divorce with queen 10 of diamonds. Coon's got two eights for a set. 
The turn was a three of clubs, another check call from divorce on a nearly pot sized bet. And then the river is the five of diamonds. Yeah. So divorce gets there. There's 1.285 million in the pot. Divorce has about a pot sized bet remaining. First of all, as divorce, you're just like, oh. Yeah, thank God. Phew. Like, I'm almost always winning now. All right. So the question is, how much am I winning? And how do I go about winning the maximum? How much am I winning? What do you mean by that? How many chips am I winning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Am I winning what's in the pot right now? Am I going to win a little bit more? Well, I feel confident the pot is almost always mine. As almost always, yeah, yeah. Then it's a question of how do I get more? Yeah. Okay. Well, we have a few options here, obviously. We kind of have three obvious options, right? We can bet small. Yep. We can bet big, which is effectively moving in, or we can check. Yep. That's about it. Let's go over them quickly. There's actually, I think, merit to all three at sure. this point. Like, moving in... Looks kind of obvious, but now we're at least going for all of it. And if, you know, it's sort of weird that we check call twice with a flush draw. It's like a little hard to believe that we check call twice with a flush but draw. But what do we have? Um, Ace, king with the king of diamonds. That's uh, desperately to trying to bluff. I don't know. King, jack with the king of diamonds, maybe? Uh, maybe that one? Couldn't you just have that be a bluff catcher? You could. It's a pretty good bluff catcher. It's a pretty darn good bluff catcher. You block ace jack, you bought a set of, set of jacks, you block the nut flush. I'm just trying to come up. I, also, I don't even know if we're opening king jack offsuit anyway. No, I don't think we are. So that's tougher than I'd like it to be. Uh, it is hard to come up with much that we can have here as bluffs. We basically just have a flush most of the time, right? Like, feels really a lot like that. Yeah, we don't have 9-10 suited. The thing is, like, because we called such a big bet on the turn... If we don't have a combo draw, we kind of can't have a flush. I mean, we can have king, jack of diamonds, exactly. Or a jack, jack x of diamonds yeah. we can have. So jack 10, queen, jack, king, jack. Um, but beside that, or like a super strong combo draw. Like yeah. nine, 10 of diamonds, queen, 10 of diamonds. All of which are flushes, of all of which Kuhn yep. should fold the majority of his range against. Correct. Like, how do we have a bluff if we move in? Right. We have... All I can think of is we're turning a pair that's worse than the ace into a bluff with a big diamond in our hand. That we called the turn with. Yeah. So it would it seems, have to be a pair of aces, it seems like, with a queen or king of diamonds, and we're turning that into a bluff. We could, be, we could have been heroing with two queens, but it's weird to do that when we have the queen of diamonds in our hand, which is part, I think of, we're the, folding the, part turn of the idea. For 400K? Yeah, I think we're usually the folding the turn. It's like we can just wait for better spots. Yeah. We're deep. We don't have to put in a lot of chips right now. Even if that's true, if we, it's super, there's massive cognitive dissonance to call the turn with two queens because we think we're ahead and then to bluff with two queens when the diamond comes. Yeah. Like, either we're ahead or we're not, you know? And like, like what are we doing here? I think it's too face up to, to move in. Also, the diamond is usually better for Coon's range than for ours. You would think, yeah. Yeah. I think it's too face up. It is pretty darn face up, but at least moving in, we get all the chips when we get called, as opposed to betting small, where we get called, we got to get called more often. I think any lead is kind of transparent, and I think we've boxed ourselves into a check. I I don't know if I completely agree. If we bet small, it may look like a blocking bet. With what? Ace Jack. And we're we're hoping that Kuhn has a worse hand than that that he's going to call with. Yeah. Ace King that doesn't want to be blown off, that doesn't. Like and we're hoping Kuhn, and we're just like guessing that maybe Kuhn has ace queen and hoping that's what happens. Yeah, but then he has to call with that hand, which seems is still ambi- not easy. It seems ambitious. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the problem with checking is okay. Kuhn's got a super strong hand here, admittedly, but checking often is it's going to go check check when this card comes, right? I know this is why I didn't want to play the hand this way. Me either. But I but like leading like I the. 
I'm not trying to say that you had a bad argument here, Jonathan, but I, I think your argument against leading was, or for leading was, well, we can represent that we have a slightly worse nutted hand than we actually have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for, for leading big, for leading small, we can have, we might be able, I mean, I don't think we can really show up with like ace, king, or ace, queen. No. But I gotta, I'm working on stuff here. I'm trying, okay? Yeah. Um, if we had ace, queen, I, I see some players do this, right? Where they go check call, check call, and then they, they bet small on the river, especially when the bad card comes to block, right? Like you see people do that. I don't know if Daniel DeVores is one of those so people. We're so just, we're just hoping that Jason Kuhn has a better hand than ace queen that he can call with and put us on ace queen. Well, if we have eight, well maybe he can have uh, ace 10 suited that bets the turn. Which is worse than ace queen. Yeah, that's good, so right? We're, no, but we're repping ace queen. Oh, right. Yeah, we're that's not good. Queen. No, that's really bad. You're right. That's a problem. Okay, so he has to bet better than that. Well, if he has a set of eights, he's going to call. If we bet small? Yeah. Probably. So that's good. If he has ace-jack, he's going to call. Probably. If he has ace-king with the king of diamonds, he's going to call. Probably. If he has ace-queen with the queen of diamonds, he might call. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't he know. Can't, he can't have that one, of course, yeah. in real life. But um, So I guess that doesn't matter. I can at least come up with some hands that can call. And I'm not 100% sure he's going to call with all those hands, by the way. Like, yeah. Because I'm saying, like what I'm saying, it looks like a flush. It you're does. you're just saying he's going to call because those are strong hands, but not really thinking about what Dvoris is repping when he does it this I'm way. I'm thinking about it. I'm just trying to come up with, like, all the options are kind of bad is what I'm getting to. Like, moving in is not great. Betting small is not great. Checking is not great. I think checking is best because, like you're saying, Kuhn has more diamonds in his range than Dvoris does in his. So if Kuhn is bluffing, let's capture that. Because this might be a card he goes for it on. Yeah, I mean, it might be. It might be. That is, that's the best reason to check, for sure. The only obvious reason to check yeah. is, like, Kuhn might just think, like, hey, I can get you off Ace-King now. Yeah. I can get you off maybe Ace-Jack, even. Not that you really... He would think Divorce has Ace-Jack very often, right? Not usually. But Ace-King, Ace-Queen, or whatever else the fuck Divorce has. It's just, yeah. I, I think we've boxed ourselves into a, a spot where all decisions feel bad. Yeah. That's, that's my whole point. But I just feel like leading is just really transparent. I think it's worse than checking because of that. I think you're probably right. I think we probably have to check, but I hate all options. I hate that we put ourselves in this position. I we shouldn't have gone this way. Well, now, I mean, we should have, I guess, just been like in a massive confrontation on the flop and we stand up and we find out if we get there or not. The solver doesn't really know either. It yeah. wants divorce to lead 54% of the time. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Just do, do whatever. And it wants divorce, by the way, when it leads to, to move in, not to bet small. Yeah. Um, but, man, I mean, if we move in, is Jason Kuhn calling with a set of eights? I don't know. I don't know either. We could ask it, actually. Let's, ask, let's see what the solver would do with the set of eights. Yeah, but we know Jason Kuhn's going to play differently yeah. than the solver. The solver's going to call 80% of the time, but that is different than what Jason Kuhn's going to do. I right. And, and Jason Kuhn is going to have flushes in his range, so eights are... Pretty high in his range, but they're not like super high in his range. Right. No, Jason Kuhn has a bunch of diamonds yeah. in his range for sure. All right. So divorce does check, which I, th- I, I obviously prefer. Yeah. I think at this point it's reasonable to check because you're like, maybe Jason Kuhn's going to just lose his mind. Maybe he's been losing his mind. Let's give him a chance on this card, which he could see as a really good scare card to try and win the pot. All right. Big question. Should Jason Kuhn go for value with the set of eights? Okay. So my initial thought was definitely like, absolutely. We should bet here. Okay. We're trying to get called by a lot of really strong hands that absolutely we're beating. Like which are ace, you know, all the big aces basically. Are we, do we think those are really going to call? Um, it depends on how much we bet. 
But I think we could get some. We could try and squeeze some value out of out of Ace King. You could try. I'm kind of into trying to squeeze some value out of Ace it's King. It's just hard to give him too many combos of Ace King has played. I know. Of really um, any ace. By the way, ace queen is the same thing. Yeah. By the way, ace ten probably he's yeah. gonna he, ace ten is at least the the most likely hand he could uh, he could check call with on the flop right. But but he, there's, he only has three combos of that anyway. Right. I know. I know. Um, if we bet small, like I think queens are gonna fold. I think kings are gonna fold if they hadn't already. Yeah. I think they will fold the river. Um, so it's really yeah, the times he has ace queen. The guy who was doing the commentary, who by the way called every decision these guys made before they made it, he predicted every single one. So he has an understanding of how these guys are thinking. He thought um, that divorce absolutely can have ace king and ace queen here. So I'm going to say that that's at least true some of the time. Yeah, the the problem is getting called by them. Right. So if we bet small, maybe we can get called by them. Maybe. Um, if we bet big, I think it's really hard to get called. I think moving in is too much. But if we bet small. Um, you would suggest we when we do the solver, we come up with different sizes that we gave the solver. So one of them was all, and the other one was him betting the same amount he bet on the turn, which yeah. is four hundred. Um, it's reasonable anyway. It's possibly just fold out Ace King. I mean, Ace King sitting there like, what can I beat now? Right. Just just the bluffs that you know were bluffs the whole way. Nine ten suited and like pocket pairs with no blockers that decided just to go for it. Maybe he has Queen ten suited and went you know double gutted bet bet. bet. Yeah, maybe um, that isn't diamonds. If he has Queen ten of clubs. You know, he turns the flush yeah. off, continues. Sure. And I was like, all right, that's a good scare card, and or, you don't have that many diamonds. Or nine ten of clubs. Sure. Nine ten of clubs, same thing. That makes sense, right? Um, so that's two combos. Maybe king ten and king queen of clubs also yeah. fit in that category. Yeah, gutters that turn into yeah. flush draws. So we, we any got, version we of got that. four combos. Nine seven of clubs. Four combos that can be bluffing. I don't know if Kuhn ever could no, have nine seven of clubs anyway. Yeah. You're right. Not a whole lot of stuff there. Yeah, and I think that's why Jason Kuhn checks. He checks. He's like, well, I can't really give value from worse hands often enough to justify a bet here. Yeah, it's amazing because it would just not. I mean, whatever. I, I, we're play, I'm not used to playing against Daniel DeVoris and guys like this, right? I'm playing yeah. against guys who play more face up than this. And once in a while, I'll bet here and they'll check raise me and it sucks. But like I'm getting value for sure by betting, you know, in this spot. And uh, but maybe Jason Kuhn's right. He just can't get value here against against top notch competition. Maybe not. Thought I can't experiment. Believe it. Quick yeah, thought no. experiment. Yeah. If Jason Kuhn bets six hundred K, should Devoris check raise all in? Oh man. It is a really good question. Because that's that's basically a min raise. Yeah. Um so we're gonna sit here and think about it for a second. We're losing to King Jack of Diamonds, King Ten of Diamonds. Nope. Nope. Oh, just King Jack of Diamonds. Because we it. bought King Queen. Okay, so one combo we're losing to. What are we beating that can call us? I, I assume that's sets the, are folding. That's the big question. It's yeah. other flushes. It's worse flushes. So what? Nine ten of diamonds? Nope. Nope. We have the ten of diamonds in our hand. Damn it! Is there any diamond combo that he can have? Not anymore. Because we we blocked them all. Six seven of diamonds. Okay. Six seven of diamonds. That's probably it. If he calls that preflop, right? So and does he? And does he call? So we can't move in. Uh, does he call? <laughs> I don't it, think he does. We didn't give it, We didn't give him six seven suited. But no, what if, if he has six seven of diamonds? Does he call? Oh, um, I would guess he does because these guys all have the king of diamonds play in them now. I guess so. I think I think he does call because um, he can't get exploited. That's another problem with Divorce's line to me. If you yeah. can't really check raise, if Kuhn doesn't go all in on the river when you get there, yeah, like. You're just never maximizing your value with this line. That's right. That's right. Um, it's pretty crazy 
that this is just a this would be a check call, but I think it has to be. Yep. I think well, I'd, I'd sit there and think for a really long time and like roll my eyes and be like, I call. Yep. And everyone would like make fun of me and say, you can't be too careful. And I'd be like, right, yeah, right. I know. And well, the end of it. he didn't get the opportunity because Kuhn checked back. Wow. It was a miracle. Kuhn, che- Kuhn as he's checking, says this is um, something about like... He said, if it was just chips, I would bet. Right. Basically saying like ICM is what is making him not right. bet. Right. Like there's just, there's too many bad things. Yeah. That can happen. I don't know if that's true in reality, but we talked about this. And it was like, yeah. did he get called by what? And I mean, is Ace Jack really going to play it this way? Tough to tough to put him. Ace on that. King, Ace Queen with a big diamond. Maybe he's going to check call, but like they also are going to bet the flop a lot. Right? Yeah, it really seems like they are. Yeah. So this is a really weird hand that was way smaller than you would think it would ever be. Yeah, I, I'm really shocked. The fact that Kuhn found a check here is so impressive to me. It's really. I mean, I guess if if Divorce had Ace King with the King of Diamonds, it would be less impressive. You know? So are you uh, back to Divorce as a shit stain on your shoe? Because I didn't love how he played the hand. I don't like how he played the hand either. Um, and yet, like, Kuhn really, like, I guess, I guess Kuhn is not thinking so much about, like, you have diamonds a lot as much as I can't get value, which is different, right? Yeah, and It's divorce, a combo of them yeah. both, of course. Divorce is maybe going to have some bigger sets, too. It's possible. Yes, he can have Jack-Jack and slow play it and ace-ace. Yeah. Although he's usually going to check-raise those on the turn, but right? But none of it all makes sense. Like, it right. all... It nothing, all nothing, the story doesn't really yeah. go anywhere. Weird, man. Such None, a weird hand. Nonetheless, we don't like how Divorce played the hand, but he goes on to win the event. Yeah, for five, four, four million. million garbanzos. No, real dollars. Dollars. Yeah. Ba- Bahama dollars. No, they're American how dollars. Many, how many, um, what is like a million Bahama dollars get me like at a convenience store? I'm pretty sure they just use American currency. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know, that's for sure. You're not gonna show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.